Hello, and thanks for tuning in once again to Room for Improvement. This is the podcast where the editorial team from Your Home and Homestyle magazines take on your questions about all things interiors. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer in a future episode, drop us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. I'm Rebecca Messina, our digital editor, and with me in the studio today, we've got staff writer Hannah Tribe. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, welcome back. Thank you. And joining us again, Your Home Features editor, Michelle Grady. Hello, Hello. Michelle. So, our first question today is from Nina. She says, my front door opens straight into my living room and as you can imagine the kids keep trailing mud into the house how can I create a hallway area in this tiny space yeah so I actually relate to this one because my flat uh, opens straight into my living room <laughs> it is a nightmare <laughs> Uh, not ideal because obviously you come home at the end of the day you've got all your bags you've got your coat you've got your muddy shoes wet umbrellas um, yeah that is the, when there's a wet umbrella involved it's a nightmare <laughs> um, and then also the other aspect of it which I don't like is that you can end up sitting in your living room and staring at your stuff mm. when you're trying to relax and that's yeah. not relaxing no. so um, I think there's a few clever solutions you can you can try with this obviously it all depends on what your actual space is like the sort of layout of your room but I think you can really cleverly zone it with furniture Um, so I've got my my so it's hard to explain but (laughs) my sofa as you come in the door is sort of right next to the door so I've put a little a sort of side table there which is a bit like a little hallway table Um, and then underneath that I've put a little basket for shoes which is really handy because it's you come straight in and that is the first thing that you worry about because um, luckily I haven't spent money on the carpet yet but it is the old carpet but there is a lot of staining by the door it's not good absolutely same (laughs) it's bad Um, so I'm sure when I get a new carpet I'm going to be very precious about that Um, but right now I'm not I love Um, baskets for shoes yeah it's so easy shoes individually are so kind of aesthetically disturbing <laughs> like they're kind of like yeah they're so detailed so fuzzy so textured it's like yeah. they tumble you, around everywhere yeah, yeah. and there's However always you put two them, of them it doesn't yeah. look that great yeah so baskets <laughs> uh, are fantastic yeah. it's a great idea yeah and and also it's you know that you can put your your shoes that you're most wearing at that time your seasonal shoes in the basket so they're always there mm. but also obviously you can get the enclosed sort of shoe cupboards which are really yeah. good yeah or the over um, the door yeah. ones if you've got a cupboard or something you can hang one of those over the door shoe holders and then yeah. when the when the cupboards closed you won't see them exactly mm. yeah i think enclosed storage is also really your friend here you could even put a little sort of mini locker those can be really yeah, cute or like so a wardrobe sweet. or something for mm. your just your coats because yeah you don't want i haven't hung up a hook by the front door because i don't want to stare at my coats yeah. when i'm watching of the course. telly yeah. um so uh yeah i think having an enclosed place to just put your jacket is really helpful and yeah what i've also done actually is when you come in i've i've put a runner rug sort of that leads straight onto the next hallway that you go through to the other rooms. And it sort of creates a feeling of flow. It feels like a little hallway, even though it's not, it's in the same room as everything else. But, um, Mm. and I've used a sofa at that point as well to create a sort of little walkway. So you can sort of zone the space, make it feel like a hallway when it's not a hallway and hopefully hide all the rubbish (laughs) that you come in with. The detritus. Yes, the detritus. Um, Yeah, I've got a little, um, a little, cute little bowl that I put my keys in nice, as well. Nice, classic. Yeah. Mm. Go have a little key bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. I like, <laughs> love the idea of your house. 
<laughs> Got to think of clever solutions when you have yeah. a small flat. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, and again, this kind of depends on the layout of your room, how much space you're working with. But one thing you could do to use furniture to create that hallway feel is those, you can buy them quite a few places now. I think, I actually in Garden Trading do one, but it's like a... Uh, like a storage bench and a little bench that you can sit on and put your shoes on. Sometimes they've got storage underneath them for shoes as well. And then there's a coat stand kind of attached to them, um, almost like those wardrobe rails that you can get. Mm -hmm. And so that can kind of zone off a little bit and maybe create a bit of that hallway feel. Yeah, if you had like an alcove or something or, yeah, behind a sofa somewhere, you won't necessarily be looking at it. But, um, but yeah, I actually have one of those in in my hallway that's not, Immediately when you come in, but you go through the living room and then you get to a hallway. <laughs> and then I have one of those there, and they are really great because yeah, you can Who put designed your shoes. this house? I don't know. It's a Victorian version, so someone you know, uh, someone made some yeah, decisions someone there. made some very strange choices. <laughs> they were like, well, the house still does still have to have a hallway. So you'll find somewhere for a hallway. <laughs> we'll put one somewhere. It just won't be in the, the most obvious place to put it. Um, but yeah, those are really really handy. Yeah. I love definitely. those for renters as well. If yeah. you can't put up um, your own coat hooks, having yeah. something that's freestanding. It's fantastic. It gives you so much storage. And you can put your nicest handbags on it Mm. and it looks good still. (laughs) Mm. What I would recommend in if your living room is a particularly nice colour or you want to paint it a nice colour, but you're a bit worried about how that paint will react to your coats or muddy stuff, umbrellas, paint the whole room in the colour that you like and then choose a kind of washable version for yeah. that just that little section when you come in and that way you'll be protecting it from scuffs from shoes and all of the wetness mm. what you could also do if you can't find a washable version is use a decorator's varnish this is like a clear varnish that you can then put over the top of paint or even wallpaper to mm. protect it from like yeah. high traffic you always stuff the bag on the wall mm. like <laughs> it's yeah. always gonna happen yeah <laughs> i wish i did that actually that's a really good tip <laughs> i've got a lot of stuff on my wall so i need to repaint and then yes. get that varnish out Amazing. <laughs> i'll come and help you because you used it on bathroom wallpaper i think didn't you? yes mm. yeah yeah so uh, we'll put the particular brand that i used in the show notes but you can make wallpaper waterproof by putting two layers of this wallpaper varnish to the gloss version first to make it super sturdy and very much kind of sealed in. Mm. If you want the wallpaper look like I did, which is obviously matte, you can use a matte varnish then over the top and it's Mm. still got the look of wallpaper. It doesn't feel kind of sealed in or glossy because I don't really like shiny surfaces very much. Yeah, especially worry about that in a living room. You Mm. wouldn't necessarily want a shiny wall, but it's really good if it it is matte. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to put the gloss on to make it waterproof before yeah. you put the mat on, which is mm. like a whole complicated thing. But <laughs> Sounds like it'd be worth it though in the yeah. end. Yeah, definitely. For the amount of scuffs that I have to clean <laughs> off my wall. I, I would do that. Yeah, <laughs> It's really good stuff. I can tell you're speaking for yourself there, Michelle. I really am. This is very personal to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> taking notes. Usually yeah. you've just got notes to yeah, read. Usually, this time it's this scribbling time, down. I'm like, you know what? I need, I need this advice for me. <laughs> Selfish reasons. But well, hopefully yeah. that helps, yeah. Nina. Got a question next that's from Sean, who got in touch over Instagram, and she asks how to start adding pops of colour if you're usually a fan of neutrals. So dipping your toe in the water mm. of colour. Well, I think this comes down to what kind of neutrals you're a fan of. So all colours really have a base tone. And it's usually warm or cool. You can get true neutrals as well. But generally speaking, 
everything will have like a, a, an undertone that's either warm or cool. So I would say warm neutrals are your kind of beiges and creams, whereas cool neutrals are more grey. Mm. So if you're already using neutrals, you probably already have a sense of like which of those two camps you fall into. And so I would go from what you already know and then expand upon this. So if you're already using grey, think about adding in kind of pale blues and mm. that can lead you on to dark blues. And then maybe that will lead you on to greens. It's a gateway drug. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and equally then, if you are a fan of beige, then maybe try some terracotta, some brown, maybe some pink. Just lead yourself in that way. And I would do it with textiles first I find that they're kind of the kind of the cheapest thing that you can buy they're very easy to recycle if you're really unhappy with them and um, people will be able to take them from you you can give them away if you're if they're really not what it is that you want so if it's your bedroom maybe think about changing your pillowcases to mm. a different color uh, it's very, very low impact, but it will just sort <laughs> start of... Start small. Yeah, start really small um, and get yourself kind of used to it. If it's in your bathroom, change the towels to this colour. If it's in your kitchen, maybe think about your oven glove or like your tea towels or something. Just like ease I love your... a decorative tea towel. Yeah, so Yeah, fun. I have the ones that I use and the ones that no one is allowed to use. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on the ones that you no one is allowed to use? Um, leopards. Like little leopards. I think oh, it's from Habitat, actually. That's so yeah, sweet. Yeah, really cute. No one's allowed to touch that one. I mean, Kirsty <laughs> was talking in an earlier episode actually about using patterned bed sheets and plain colour duvets. So mm. adding that bit mm. of pattern. Oh, in yeah. There. That's mm. a yeah. really nice idea. Yeah, definitely do that. I'm also going to say candles in the colours that you are thinking about because if you don't like them, you can literally set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> They will disappear eventually. <laughs> and hopefully your your house will smell nice too. Yeah, exactly. Win-win. Um, <laughs> yeah, start really small. Start with stuff that you can definitely get rid of. Just give yourself that kind of permission to kind of just keep going with it. Mm. And then work up into paints. Because that's it. Even though it's quite cheap, it still feels a bit more And it's a lot permanent. of work. It's still yes. like, even if you, you can paint over it, but it is effort. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that five times. Be really sure that it's, yeah, yeah that they're the colours that you're happy with living with. Mm. And you can mm. use tester pots to start off with. So there's no need to go all out to start with and be like, well, I want this room to be orange now that I'm into colour. <laughs> um, unless you really want to, because that's fine too. Um, but pick up a tester pot and maybe paint a pool of colour around a piece of artwork that you have on the wall or mm. an alcove mm -hmm. or even just like tiny little shapes. You can do a collage of a square and a circle and a triangle or like blobs or like almost like murals. You're getting those colours in, but not in a high impact mm. way. Yeah, I think what you said about using the tones of what you've already got yeah. is really good because then it won't feel like such a shock as well. Yeah. If you're not used to colour at all and then you suddenly put in a really, like a neon pink, which <laughs> would be amazing, well. but um, it's, you're not going to like it. So I think, yeah, definitely using the, the tones that you already have. And then like you say, it's just a little gateway. You probably yeah. will end up at the, at the neon pink. Yes. You don't know. <laughs> so definitely sure boiling the frog situation. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly turn the temperature the up. <laughs> Until you're at the neon pink yeah. and also maybe flowers like yeah bunches of flowers just get used to those colors being in the space yeah and the uh, dried flowers you know the little the, yeah. the colorful ones you can get those are really fun to yeah. add a little 
little pop. And I guess when it comes to walls, you can start with, you could just paint the, you know, the wood detailing, yes. skirting yeah. boards um, around doors. And you could always do feature walls as well if you yeah, just want to experiment. Absolutely. And yeah. wallpaper as well, you know, not just not just paint. There are so many extremely colourful wallpapers yes. on the yeah. market these days. <laughs> Definitely. But equally, there are papers with like a neutral background and pops of colour within those wallpapers themselves so yeah. hmm. it's again it's small little bits little chunky bits and what's the neutral to colour ratio in you guys at times Hannah I know you're a fan of neutrals but have you gone for pops of colour oh, as well well because it's new for me everything Every single wall in my house is brilliant white mm. because I'm still in the stage where I'm getting used to what the light does in my space. Mm. I really want it to be kind of beiges and creams and terracottas. That's where my heart is sitting at the moment. But I haven't quite got to the, because <laughs> I am a very pink sort of person. <laughs> pink is my favourite colour in the whole world. But I know that it, it really energises me. It gets me very pumped mm. and I don't want to have that all the time (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going for so I'm actually working in the opposite direction in that I am trying Mm. to find the neutrals that make me feel make uh, you feel calm not (laughs) too much not going to be awake at like midnight because there's too much pink (laughs) yes what about you Michelle well actually my living room is pink (laughs) so you would be uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I went for sulking room pink which is I think it's a real neutral pink yeah it's kind of a brown um, almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, in it really does change yeah. uh, depending on the light. Sometimes it can look kind of purpley as well. Mm, that's really, it, and that's a farrow and ball colour. Yeah, that's farrow and ball. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that one, I find it very relaxing. Maybe you wouldn't, Hannah, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get me um, over there. <laughs> but it feels really cosy. And then I, I have gone very neutral with the actual accessories. I've gone for sort of, yeah, a lot of neutral. And it just, it does make it feel really quite calming and and very cosy. Mm. And then in the bedroom, I've got my, my terracotta bedroom, mm-hmm. um, which, it, I yeah, it, again, it's very cosy. And I've gone more neutral with the accessories, although I have gone for some like sagey greens, but maybe in like a less bright tone. But yeah. Yeah. Um, in my bedroom, I painted it. It's Copper Blush by Dulux. Nice. So it's got a pink element to it, which I, I quite like because it kind of matches with the living room and it flows all together. I think Kirsty's used that. Copper blush oh, as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a popular yeah, yeah. one. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, so Sean, you now know a lot about the insides of our homes, and hopefully that will help you with <laughs> the inside of yours as well. <laughs> Next up, we got an email from Laura and Sam on a subject that we haven't touched on before, but one that I think will be familiar to a lot of listeners. They say, We love our cat, but she loves our furniture. How do we protect our prized possessions from her fur and claws? <laughs> oh. They do love the furniture. And it always seems to be the piece of furniture that you love the most, yeah. that they love the most, <laughs> which is heartwarming, uh, but also... They've got good taste. Yeah, they've got good taste uh, in what they want to destroy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they love it to death. Yes. <laughs> um, this can It can be really tricky because every cat is slightly different. What works on, with some cats will not work for others. Mm. But I have got a few things. I have a cat. Her name is Audrey, like Audrey Hepburn. But she is definitely more on the clumsier side than the elegant side. <laughs> I was hoping for like an elegant cat vibe. Yeah, definitely more clumsy than that. But um, but yeah, there's a few things that I've used. Because when I moved in, I did buy a new sofa and I was really worried about that. But she actually has never scratched this sofa because I think, hopefully, the thing I put on it has worked. But whether it ha- is that and she just doesn't fancy that sofa... <laughs> Um, but Amazon sell these plastic sort of sheets that you can put 
on corners and they are stick on but they they also have push pins and I've had those on for probably like a year and a half and they're still on and they have worked she has never scratched it it's more to just put them off because it's not a nice texture for their their claws so um she's never tried to scratch it I think she's just like looks at it, she's like nah, nah that's not that's not for me and it can go on the on the fabric itself it yeah just you stick it onto the fabric itself and then you use these little push pins as well which don't damage it because they're sort of spiral pins mm-hmm. so you can easily remove it I have tried also removing it as well and it's not damaged the fabric underneath you'd probably need to make sure it depends obviously if you've got like a velvet sofa mm. it depends on the fabric so you probably do want to sort of test it out on a sort of inconspicuous area first and you can also get fabric sort of slip covers that go over arms of sofa so if you've got I mean it's not the most attractive I'm I'm not gonna lie but (laughs) if there is a particular spot that your cat keeps coming back to they are made out of the the sort of material that cats would like to scratch Mm -hmm. so it it may not look amazing but (laughs) your sofa will be saved (laughs) and yeah they're not too they're not too bad looking you can get some nicer ones again Amazon sell quite a few so I'm sure we can add them to the the notes you can also get some sprays which i have also tried using i again it's hard to say whether it worked or not <laughs> um but again um there is one on amazon that i bought that i can't remember the name of right now but we can put it in the notes yeah and definitely just spray the area that they keep going back to again and then hopefully that will put them off mm. and it's really important as well if there is a certain spot that they keep coming to is to make sure you clean it because it's all about scent. So when they mark that, they're like, oh, this is my nice bit that I like, um, that is mine. Whereas if you clean it thoroughly, you can also get enzyme sprays that will clear any scents because obviously they're so sensitive to the, to the smell. Though mm. so those you just spray on and you sort of leave it for a bit and then you you sort of clean it off and that will mean that they won't keep coming, hopefully, won't keep coming back to the same place. And those are really good too for like any accidents, yes. you know, especially yeah. when you're house training. I literally couldn't training. live without yeah. that spray <laughs> in my life. Yeah. <laughs> they, abs- they work an absolute yeah, treat because we, really we've, we've got a dog, like they just neutralise anything like that, like any accidents around the house yeah. and they, yeah, they work amazingly well. Yeah, and obviously throws are your friend as well. I do have a throw that permanently covers my sofa. Sometimes I, when I'm like, you know, tidying, I just like take it off. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my sofa that's what it looks like honestly whenever the rare occasions where the dog is like away at the dog border or something I'll just take the blanket off the sofa and I'll just hoover the sofa and then I'll just sit on it such a treat you're just like oh this is my sofa Mm. (laughs) but obviously I've got a nice throw that goes that kind of matches the sofa, so you, it does still look good. It's just... Yeah. Um, and what we've yeah. got in the spare room, we've got kind of like a fold-out sofa bed, and we just cover that with one of those big stretchy slip covers. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not the most, you know, they're not the, maybe the nicest in the world because they're very loose-fitting. And you can tuck them in, and you some of them come with like foam rollers, so you can then tuck those back in the, mm. kind of in the crook of the seats and get a bit of shape to it. But they are, you know, you can put one on in seconds because they really yeah. have no shape whatsoever. So that's something for, like, for you know yeah. for items like that that you might not use very often and that because you're not there watching them very often can, yeah <laughs> you can suddenly come after six months and realize that your pet has been like attacking it for the last yeah you know, however We're long attacking the back <laughs> and you're like oh no yeah, <laughs> i yeah, didn't yeah. notice that yeah. was happening we didn't notice till he'd gauged a, an enormous hole in one end of it that oh, he'd obviously no. just been playing with it oh, without our yeah. interference <laughs> till we discovered just the big pile of foam next to it oh, no. <laughs> Why, yeah, why this do is people why the have cover pets? Is like, <laughs> because they are so cute, Hannah. Okay. Yeah, this is, they get you. They, they get you with their cute well. faces. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess just try and make sure that you have other things as well, you know, like yeah. scratching posts, you know, Definitely. stuff like that. So, like, yeah, cats 
cats are funny because they don't really understand that you're telling them off. It's not like a dog where you can sort of train them. They they don't get it. They're just like, oh, why is she being so annoyed? I'll just go over here. Like they don't care. Um, so the main thing is diversion. So make sure you've got you know, toys, if if they start, you can just be like, oh, look at this. And, and they are easily distracted. So it usually works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you've got a scratching post. You can try putting that near the spot where they like to scratch. Mm, um, and you can get, again, from Amazon, they do cardboard ones, like little sort of flat things that you can just put on the floor and they'll they'll really go for it. And then like cat towers. I do have a cat tower oh, again. Sweet. They're not <laughs> maybe the most aesthetically pleasing. Um, <laughs> although, yeah, my friend bought one that like a cactus, which was cool. Oh, I think that might be from Amazon. So I'll find cat-tus. that. Cactus. Yes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> I wondered, I was like, well, Hannah doesn't have a cat. What's she going to contribute to this one? <laughs> and there but it is. What a contribution it was. <laughs> I'm so glad you, you did. I think on that note, we should, oh, we should probably move on. Sorry, Hannah, you, you've killed it. We can't stay here any longer. Yeah, we're done here. Uh, yeah. This is our final question this week. It does not involve cats. This is a question that we got from Lindsay. Uh, She says, we live in a rented two-bed house we love. We've been here over seven years, but it never feels like our home. What can we do to make it feel more like ours? The landlord is happy for us to paint, but we can't change much beyond that. It's mostly our bedroom I'm struggling with. Since my husband started working from home, the spare room has been turned into an office, and all the stuff, I have no idea what it is or why we have so much of it, is dumped in our room. I want peaceful and relaxing rather than jumble sale. Ooh, Lindsay. (laughs) I mean, first, talk to your husband. I sensed a little bit of resentment at the end. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I would say is go through that stuff. Mm. Find out what it is. It's never the fun step, but no. sadly it is the yeah. step that needs to happen. And midway through, you'll be like, why did I start this? This is horrible. <laughs> but then in the end, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth going, yeah, making sure that what you have there is stuff that you want. Like, why are you letting it make you feel bad mm. if you don't know if it's worth it. And there's that that famous quote from William Morris, which is, have nothing in your homes that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. And I think the thing that gets forgotten about this phrase a lot is know to be useful. Mm. We, I think we're all keeping things in our homes that we think might come in useful. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he's saying. Yeah. You've got to know that it's useful. And so all of that stuff that's kind of like, oh, well, you know, you might need it. Just get Red. Like, Hannah, I might need that second pump for the air mattress. <laughs> what if something happens to I the might first need that one? little jar that came with it. I might no. need that jar for storage one day. <laughs> but you might. But then, like, isn't it better for you to get it when you need it rather than it having taking up space in your life right now mm-hmm. and, yes. and making you feel kind of weighed down because you've got to think about storing these things? Mm-hmm. And I am going to recommend that you get some storage and the less you have to store, the less expensive this will be for you. So think about it in those terms. It's like, is this thing worth me spending money on keeping? It's whether it's that item is worth buying a whole cabinet for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, you have to think about that. Which Absolutely. I definitely have a cabinet of probably loads of things that I should have got rid of and yeah. not bought the cabinet. It's a nice cabinet. <laughs> so thin through the things first and then you can decide what size and kind of storage you're going to be able to get away with because I, you know, mm. the more slimline the better when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. And I would recommend in terms of storage get something with doors if you can. Mm. This means that you'll be able to hide away all of the things. And you're saying that you want your space to feel peaceful and relaxing. Mm. If you can still see all of these objects, it's not going to feel 
either of those things. If you're able to hide them away behind some doors, then you're cutting away all of that visual clutter and creating a much more kind of serene space. If the kind of size of furniture that you're looking at is going to be too expensive with doors, maybe think about having curtains instead cover up things in some way if you can and again if you uh, can't find something that you can put curtains on and you do want to have kind of an open shelving situation find storage boxes that you can put Mm. those objects into and make all of those boxes the same color they don't have to be the same size but if they're the same color again you'll you will be reducing all of that visual kind of noise yeah and and underbed storage as well you know the, the um storage boxes on wheels you mm. can actually buy the um the ikea malm beds that come with the wheel out storage drawers you can buy those drawers separately, separately. so as long as you mm. measure your bed and make sure that it will fit <laughs> those are really really <laughs> yeah, handy and really can good. get hide a lot of stuff out of sight mm-hmm. out of mind i was also going to mm. recommend maybe a divan bed mm-hmm. um, where you can lift up the whole mattress and then all of that space underneath can be used for keeping all of those things you definitely need to keep <laughs> only, the, uh, the only necessary those ones items. <laughs> and maybe um, like a, an ottoman at the end of the bed yeah as if well. there's space yeah, space yeah uh, yeah and if uh, yeah depending on how much you actually need to store but yeah ottomans are really really nice because they they definitely feel like they belong there if you are getting uh, large pieces of furniture i would also make that f- piece of furniture the same color as your wall and that way again it will be pushing it back it will be kind of Reducing the visual clutter, it will feel like a part of that whole space and you'll be able to forget that it's even there. <laughs> and it means you can buy a second-hand piece as well because yes. you know you'll be painting it. So even though you do need to buy a bigger item of furniture to fit everything in, you can then paint it and, and it will still look point. nice. Yeah. It's money saving. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. So do check out the show notes for links to all those products that we've mentioned today. You can find the show notes at yourhomestyle.uk. Don't forget, if you have a deck or dilemma for our panel, send it to us. The address is podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. Thanks for joining us again. Bye.